Hey, what's happening there, Salem Fields? Um, welcome to our weekend worship service. We're so excited that you decided to join us here on our online campus. Um, I'm your uh, pastoral host this weekend, uh, Pastor Jason. Um, we're so uh, grateful that you decided to take some time out of your day to worship with us. And um, just want to let you know of a couple things that you, you can do to help you uh, engage in the process here we have at Salem Fields. Uh, you know, you feel free to join in the chat room at any time, um, you know, or even if you're just coming in just to say hello so we uh, know who's here with us today um, would be great um, you can also at that time you can fill out your connection card there's a invite there within the chat room that you can click or you can go to salemfields.com contact this is just a way to fill out the information let us know who's attending these services and how we can be uh, best serving you as uh, your church here you know, um, your belongers as well, and we want to make sure that we're staying engaged with you. You know, we have a lot of things that happen here at Salem Fields. So, um, you know, we have a QR code that you can scan, and this will let you see the news you can use um, each and every week. Um, and it has our announcements that are going on. A couple things that are going on that are uh, right around the corner are our 5K. 5K, um, all the proceeds from that are going to go to help the local homeless shelter here in Fredericksburg. And um, the, the registration price does increase here um, in the next week. So if you want to be a part of that, make sure you go uh, that you are a part of that. There should be a website with a, a tag there um, that you can go to. Um, and uh, we'll have that information there for you, how to get registered and more information about the race itself. Um, you know, we again, we're uh, kind of continuing through this uh, series of CrossFit. Pastor James will be delivering the message. And so we're excited about those things. Uh, we just welcome you to the service today and um, we look forward to seeing you uh hopefully at the lobby time uh, if you're joining us you can always join us with the lobby time at uh in between the services on sunday morning at 10 15 a.m to 10 45 i'll be in the lobby this week and we'll just have an open discussion of just uh getting to know everybody that's there and um we're looking forward to that uh there'll be a link in the chat room as well towards the end of the service for you to be a part of that zoom meeting um again we're glad you're here we're glad you're worshiping with us this is uh, uh prepare our hearts and just uh, set aside the distractions to be able to focus on him and um, I'll come in at the end of the service just to wrap up with a few more announcements. Uh, we're uh, getting ready to worship today, and we're excited. Let's go see what God has in store for us. Church, let's stand to our feet together. Let's worship. Let's just invite the presence of God in this place. Let's just allow him to move and do what only he can do. Amen. This is a house of worship. This is a place of praise. Yes, it is. Where every demon trembles. Where we proclaim your name. Yeah. This is a house of healing. Our hearts are full of our full attention well you have the final say yeah we say come alive in the name of Jesus come alive in the name of Jesus this is a house of miracles we break everything to the feet of Jesus, everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Yeah. 
Amen. That's what we, this is. This is the house of miracles. God wants to move. Pastor James is going to be talking about prayer this morning. Jesus taught us how to pray. And so that's what this song is. Let's pray together. Let's worship together. Let's invite him to do what he can do. Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father in heaven, lead us not into temptation. God, deliver us from our Glory for it. 
So as we invite his presence in this place, the word says he draws near as we draw near to him. And see, the image of that is that we give him permission. See, he's always ready and he's always willing and he's always available, but the thing is we have to give him permission. See, we have to invite his presence. We have to invite him into our lives to invade the space. So what do you need him to invade this morning? What do you need, uh, what circumstance do you need him to invade? What, what, what triumph, what victory do you need him to, to come in and, and try to help lead you into? See, what, what wisdom, what, what discernment do you need? He's so available. He's not distant. He's near. But we have to invite him into that space. Now, I love the scripture. It, you know, Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. And so when I, when I think about that, I think about just allowing God to just consume my thoughts, to invade every space of my life and just continue that conversation in everything. And so I just thought maybe this morning we can just allow him to just invade this space, to invade our lives, to invade our thoughts and our hearts. So, and just watch what he speaks. Watch how he moves. Watch how he leads you. It might even just be you needing to surrender. It might even just be you needing to acknowledge that you know what, he's far greater than anything that I could fathom or imagine. So let's just invite his spirit here this morning. Father, invade this place. Invade this space like only you can. God, move like only you can. Like only you can, Father, come. Come, Lord, come. We invite you, Jesus.
I believe he wants to bless you and your family and everyone joining us online all throughout this place, this community. His blessings for you. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Oh, receive it, receive it. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. We say, Children and their children, may his favor 
be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you Let's just bask in the presence for a moment here, can we? As they, as they kind of lead that course one more time, would you, would you raise your hands? And as you raise your hands, would you say, Lord, 
here I am, such as I am. Here I am, Lord. Work, move, direct, guide, transform, whatever you need to do. Go ahead and sing that one time. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Please be seated. Well, I missed you guys last week, and I'm glad to be back. You were in the capable hands of Tone, who did an outstanding job uh, leading you uh, last week. And um, I want to make an introduction as we start today. I want to introduce you to uh, Tim Kirkpatrick who is going to be our interim executive pastor here and help us with a lot of uh, uh, inside HR stuff and uh, structural stuff and helping us as a community um, get some things that we just need to work together and, and build some systems and some structures. So I'm so glad he's here. He'll be with us for at least a year. And so I thought we would have Tim pray. Well, you can say anything you want and then uh, pray for us as we uh, get started today. First, I just want to know, are these real? Is this a prop? <laughs> okay, no, that's real. That's legit. Okay. So if he picks those up, it's, it's legit. Uh, no, let's, let's pray. It's, it's, to be honest, this is the first time I've been back in a church building for service in about a year. I've done a lot of churches in the park and, and services outside and stuff like that. So my heart is touched and blessed. And, uh, and so I just want to help uh, lead in prayer right now as we go through this. Father, we come to you humbly, thanking you so much for what you're doing in our lives, things that we don't even know, things that we don't even see. And yet you are working behind the scenes. You are for us. No matter how desperate our situation is, no matter whether we woke up with joy or sorrow this morning, you are for us. And I pray whether people are gathering in here today or online, streaming throughout the week, that you would speak to them right now and let them know that you are for them. That you would speak to their mind, you would speak to their heart, you would speak to the body and let them know that you 
are for them. I pray that as Pastor James brings your words today, that your truth would penetrate our hearts and that your spirit would be with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Anytime. Well, we've been in this series, and uh, you're no stranger to this series, entitled CrossFit. Uh, what it means to grow spiritually. And our key verse from the series is found in 1 Timothy. Maybe you remember it. You should know it by now. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful. But a disciplined life in God is far more so making you fit for both today and forever. And so we've learned some stuff through this series. Uh, number one, we've learned that spiritual growth is all about balance. We've discovered that uh, God uh, has a spiritual growth plan for us that was put into practice, that was put into practice as he headed to Jerusalem for the very last time. We have discovered that spiritual growth happens when we allow the cross to fit into all areas of our lives, to get in the way, to wreck our lives and so that we are transformed. We discovered that we must remove some spiritual, some growth barriers in our lives if we're going to grow spiritually. We've discovered that chewing on the Word of God, meditation is the key to the other spiritual exercises that aid in our growth We've discovered that the act of worship involves the way we live our lives. It is what we do before God, both publicly and privately, both internally and externally, both spiritually and physically. And we've discovered that confession frees us to grow spiritually in our relationships. And that finding solitude, finding solitude in Christ, help us to become more like him. Today, we're going to talk about prayer as being heavy lifting. And so I, I have my trainer here with me today. And we're going we're gonna, uh, to do some deadlifts, I think we call these things. And so, so Jordan's going to come. And, and now, if, you, uh, if, 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 if any credit goes... For the shape that I'm in, it's because Jordan has been training me, and sometimes I listen to him, and sometimes I don't. I'm going to listen today. Five percent of the time. <laughs> I'm going to listen today, and so he's going to demonstrate how we do these, and then I'm going to do them. So, I so, hope that Mike and uh, you can talk into it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. You, you better. Okay. I'll give it to you on the mic. Okay. All right. So we're going to do a conventional deadlift to start. I'm not going to have James do one because he has really long femurs. So it changes the angle of trajectory when you're pulling. So it's going to drop his chest more forward and then put more strain on the back. So I'm going to have him do a sumo deadlift, but I'm going to demonstrate a deadlift first just so you all can see. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad for a trainer, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. All right, remember, James, keep your shins straight up and down, nice and vertical. Scoot closer to the bar. There you go. All right, drop down. There you go. Rise, hit, uh, stick your butt up a little bit higher. Push it backwards. Backwards to the back. No, no, straight back. Oh. Not up, straight back. Straight back. I can't push. Now pull. There you go. Squeeze all the way up and back. There you go. Make sure you keep pushing your butt straight back to the wall. There you go. Sink into those heels. One more. All right. So this is <laughs> this is easier. This is easier weight. But uh, 
I, I want to introduce this idea of prayer being heavy lifting because out of all the disciplines that we'll talk about in this series, prayer is the one that does a heavy lifting that helps us uh, go to the next level. Uh, prayer is not for the faint of heart. It takes real faith and, and real discipline to engage in prayer. Prayer is not a kind of give me or a wish list. It's not a magic genie that we have in God and we kind of rub the bottle and we get our three wishes. No, it's an exercise of heavy lifting. But the good news, or I should say the God news, is that we don't do it on our own. Maxwell Cato says this, our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Most religious groups have some form or some fashion or a focus, they focus on prayer. And they have symbols or they have tools that they use to pray. So in Islam and in Orthodox Eastern Christianity, there, there would be a prayer mat a prayer mat or something like this that you would sit down and Eastern Orthodox Christians and, and people in Islam would pray on that mat, sitting on that mat or kneeling on that mat or prostrate on that mat. And then there's a tradition where you might wear a prayer shawl or a, a tetzel and it, it kind of goes over your head like this and, uh, and Orthodox Jews would pray with their head covered like this and they would have these tassels that would remind them of different things that they were, they're supposed to be praying for. And then there are some folks who are uh, in the Catholic tradition who, have the, who pray the rosary. And sometimes they're praying the Lord's Prayer in this, and sometimes they're, they're kind of talking, uh, doing Hail Marys with this and different things like that. And then in many faith traditions, we have what we call the altar. And the altar is a place where we can kneel and we can pray and we can go before God. And so there are many different ways that people pray. And there are many different things that people use for, for praying. Newsweek and BeliefNet asked 1,004 Americans what they believe and how they practice their faith. One of the questions was this, what do you think is the most important purpose of prayer? And here were the responses. Number one, to seek God's advice, 27%. To thank God, 23%. To be close to God, to the God or the divine, 19%. To help others, 13%. To improve a person's life, 9%. Um, something other, 4%. And I don't know, and I don't know, 5%. Prayer was important to Jesus. In fact, Luke 15, Luke 5, 16 says this, as often as possible, Jesus withdrew to an out-of-the-way place for prayer. Now think about this. The, the one who was fully God and fully man, the one who flung, flew the, flung, excuse me, the stars into space, the one who created everything, went off to a, a place out of the way so that he could pray and I, and I would just say to you, if Jesus needed to pray, if Jesus gave us the example of prayer, then we should pay attention 
The Bible says that one day his disciples came to him and said to him, Lord, would you teach us to pray? And we find the prayer that he taught them in Luke chapter 11. And, and here's what it says. I'm going to read it. Uh, in one day he was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples says, Masters, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And so he said, when you pray, say, Father, reveal who you are Set the world right. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. And then he said to him, imagine what, what, what would happen if you went to a friend in the middle of the night and said, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. An old friend traveling through has just showed up and I don't have anything on hand. And the friend answers from his bed, don't bother me. The door is locked. My children are all down for tonight. I can't get up and give you anything. So let me give you some context here. When someone came to your house, you were supposed to be hospitable to them, that you were supposed to serve them no matter when they came. And so here's a situation where the person is in bed, usually in that tradition. In that tradition, the kids would be in bed with the person. They would all sleep in one room. And so the person is saying, listen, my kids are down, and if I get up to get your bread, it's going to wake up the kids, and chaos is going to go through the whole family. But let me tell you, he goes on to say, let me tell you, even if he won't get up because he's a friend, if you stand your ground knocking, Waking all the neighbors, he'll finally get up and get you whatever you need. Here's what I'm saying. Ask and you'll get. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open with, to you. Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're, we're in. If your little boy asks for a serving of fish, do you scare him with the live snake on his plate? No. I love this this pattern for prayer. I, once, I discovered this pattern for prayer in the Lord's Prayer when I was in college. Pastor Russell Metcalf taught as a pattern of prayer, and I prayed it my whole life, and I didn't even know the pattern was there. But listen to this pattern of prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Show us who you are. We begin, God, show us who you are, and then we, we move on. Give us what we need. Show us, give us, forgive us. Forgive us our sins and help us forgive others. Lead us in your ways and deliver us from ourselves and the enemy. And then you wrap up saying, God, you're in charge. Many people will come to me and say, Pastor James, I, I want to pray. I, I want to get into prayer. I want to be about prayer. But I start praying and, and I don't have much to say. Or I start praying and I get bored. Or I, I start praying and I get distracted. And the reality is there's a pattern for prayer right there. Show us, give us, forgive us, deliver us, lead us. You're in charge. And if you would just take some time there and, 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 and talk about those things, God, show us who you are. God, give us what we need, not what we want. I mean, sometimes we spend so much time saying, God, I want this. God, I want that. Oh, God, I need this. God, I need that. Have you ever been in a situation where you say, God, I need this, and God said, really? Have you ever been in that situation, I need this, I need, no. God, give us what we need. Forgive us. It's a sense where we need to be forgiven. Forgive us and help us to forgive other people. I love this. Lead us. 
Savior, like a shepherd, lead us and, 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 then, and then deliver us. Anybody here need to be delivered today? Anybody here got some stuff going on where you just need God to step in and to be large and in charge and deliver you from something that, that's going on in your life? Once again this week, death has come into the community here at Salem Fields Community Church. And I find myself saying, Lord, deliver us. I find myself saying, Lord, give us what we need. I find myself saying, Lord, would you, would you lead us? And Lord, would you be close? God, would your grace surround us? God, would you help us? Would you stand close to us? Would you be closer than a brother to us or a sister? We need prayer, and prayer is the heavy lifting discipline of spiritual growth. You tell me what you're praying. You tell me what you're praying about. You're telling, you tell me how often you're connecting with God, and I'll tell you where you are spiritually. Prayer, the heavy lifting. See, prayer leads us on a journey of discovering more about God. And sometimes prayer is not just talking. Sometimes in prayer, I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting in the presence of God and I'm listening and I'm not talking at all. Sometimes I don't even have words to say. Sometimes words won't even come to my lips. But I'm sitting in the presence of God and, and I'm hearing God and God is speaking to me and his Holy Spirit is, 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 is kind of having a conversation with me. And sometimes I'm praying the scripture and sometimes I'm praying a song and God is just right there and he's close. Prayer is the discipline of continuing to give over the leadership of our lives to God. The best prayer we can pray is, God, I surrender. God, I give up. God, I lay it down. God, I turn my hands upside down. Sometimes that's the best pray we can pray, pray that prayer that we can pray. God, I, 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 I surrender all. In fact, that's the prayer that begins a, a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I surrender. And, and maybe today, maybe today in your situation, you have something that you've been holding on to and you can't quite trust God with it. And it, and it, 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 it doesn't make sense of why you would hand it over. And God's just saying, give it to me. Let me have it. And so your prayer is a prayer that needs to be a prayer. So the prayer is most often shows results when we're faithful and obedient. You know, I can pray, God, help me with this. And God can say, well, James, I want you to do this and I will help you with it. And I can say, well, God, I don't want to do that. And so I'm praying and asking God for something, but I'm not being obedient to what he directs me, how he directs me, how he's telling me to move. And, and so I'm, I'm praying, and I'm praying fervently, God, do this, God, do this, God, do this. And, and God is saying, here, James, here, James, here, James. And I'm saying, well, God, do this, right? Prayer is placing ourselves in a position for God to transform us. See, we think that somehow if we pray, we're going to change God. Somehow if we pray, we're going to transform God, and, and God's going to be squeezed into our mold, and God's going to do what we want him to do. No, more often what prayer does is it transforms us, and it transforms us into the will of God. 
And sometimes we just got to let it go. And sometimes we got to say, God, you're in charge. Sometimes we got to do some things that we don't want to do. But prayer is heavy lifting. So if I was in the seat where you are, I would ask this question. What is the purpose of prayer? I'm so glad you asked. What is the purpose of prayer uh, as the answer above talks about, as I talked about recently, there are many different things that happen in prayer. But, but I'm going to give you a very practical, a very practical application for prayer this morning. And the reason why I'm going to give it to you is because sometimes I hear, uh, like I said before, that people say, well, James, what am I supposed to pray for? What, 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 how does prayer work? Like, what are the parts of prayer? And and so I want you to re remember this acronym called ACTS, ACTS, A-C-T-S. The purpose of prayer, you can discover the purpose of prayer through ACTS. ACTS, a four-step to a life of heavy lifting prayer. I, I, if we were honest, if we were honest, we would say that we're not experts on this prayer thing. That, that some days we get it right and some days we get it wrong. Some, some days we're, we're firing on all the cylinders and, and some days we're just barely getting there. You know, uh, we, we have different ways and different approaches depending on how we've been taught or how, how prayer works. And for some of us, prayer is just about asking. It's just about asking. You know, God's the genie, we're, we're the master of the lamp, and it's just for asking. For, for some of us, prayer is just about thanksgiving. And we're just thanking God and thanking God and thanking God and thanking God. And, and for some of us, prayer is just about confession. You know, there's a long list of things we need to get off our chest, a long list of things that we need to confess. And so we're constantly going to God and, and confessing and asking for forgiveness and it's all of those things. It's not just a, it's just not a task to check off our list. I think in the evangelical church, we, we've had this perspective that good devotions are about reading our Bible and praying. And so we get up in the morning and we read a portion of scripture and we pray and then we're off for the day and that's it. No, prayer is a lifestyle. It's a 24-7 conversation with God. Prayer is this, this thing that gets inside of us. When I, was, uh, when I was a junior in college, I had a friend of mine who was a chaplain, Chaplain Mark Sanford, and, and he began to talk to about six or seven of us who were preparing for ministry, and he began to talk to us about praying and, and what prayer, what, what prayer, prayer took, and he, he had us read this book about praying for an hour, and I thought that's interesting, because I can do about 10 minutes, because I'm ADHD, I'm, I'm about 10 minutes, and then the dog barks, and I'm gone with the dog, right? I'm about 10 minutes in, and it, it can be over. And he began to talk to us about what prayer was about. And, and this ACTS acronym was one of the things that he talked about. ACTS, adoration, confession, write this down, thanksgiving, and supplication. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and then 
supplication, adoration, one of the most helpful things and hopeful things that I've experienced in both, is both, in both personal and communal prayer is the power of adoration. This, this power of adoring God and, and going before God and realizing who he is, it's what begins our prayer because what we do in the very beginning is saying, God, you're God and I'm not. Can you say that with me? God, you're, and I'm, God, you're, and I'm. So when we start prayer, we begin by saying, God, you're God. You're the one who flung the stars into space. You're the one who created people in your image. You're the one that breathed the breath of life into me. You're the one who has seen the past, the present, and the future. You're the one large and in charge. So before I even begin to pray, I'm saying to you, God, you are God and I am not. Your will be done. That's how you start prayer. And if you can't start prayer with that, it's more like a genie bottle or it's more like one of those candy machines that you put your money in and you push the button and you get what you want. God, you're in charge and I'm not. That's where we begin. Prayers of adoration are prayers of praise for who God is and what he's done and what he's doing and what he will accomplish for and with his people an easy way to practice prayer of adoration is to simply pray scripture back to God. Just to pray scripture back to him. Revelations 9 is one of my favorite passages in scripture and it points to a series we're going to do this summer. Get ready, buckle up. In the summer, the second week in June, we're going to start the series Revelation. And we're going to go three or four summers looking in that, at that book, verse by verse, page by page, chapter by chapter. But in Revelation, they sing a new song. Worthy, take the scroll, open the seal, slain, paying in blood. You brought men and women, brought them back from all over the earth, brought them back for God. Then you made them a kingdom priest for your God, priest king to rule over the earth. And I looked again, I heard a company of angels around the throne and the animals and the elders and 10,000 times 10,000, their number, thousands after thousands after thousands in full song. The The slain lamb is worthy. Take the power, the wealth, the wisdom, and the strength. Take the honor, take the glory, the blessing. Praying those prayers, those scriptures back to God. Another way, way of praying in adoration is to make a list of God's characteristics and begin to use each characteristic as a focus of your prayer. God, you're omnipotent. God, you're omniscient. God, you have always been. God, you are the God who is our healer. God, you are our praise. God, you are our banner. God, you are. And begin to pray those characteristics back to God. Adoration. Secondly, confession. Confession is a way to recognize and clear away the relational barriers that can present themselves between us and God when we disobey. Now, some of you would say, hey, James, I don't disobey. I always obey. You know, sometimes we like to think about sin from the perspective of some bad thing that we do. Sometimes sin is when God says for us to do something and we don't do it. And that can be disobedience, right? 
And so there's, there's some barriers between us and God, and confession allows those barriers to be cleared away. Other times we enter into prayer without an immediate sense of what's going on, and, and God will reveal something into our, into our minds and give us some sense of something that's blocking our relationship between him. And confession says, God, here I am. In the words of David in Psalm 139, investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. And then guide me in the road to eternal life. In confession, we say, God, check this out. God, here I am. If there's anything, if there's anything standing between you and I, Lord, would you reveal that to me? Because I want to, I want to surrender that. I want to give that over to you. I want you to cleanse that. I want you to remove that. Here I am, God. And if you pray that prayer and you pray that prayer sincerely, I guarantee you God will answer that prayer. Put a mirror in front of my face, God. Instead of comparing ourselves to someone else who usually is worse off than us, what we say is, God, God, would you, would you show me myself in light of who you are? And as I said a couple of weeks ago, God is holy. God is holy other. And when we see ourselves in light of God, God shows us some stuff, and then we have to confess. Confess it. Confession happens between us and God vertically, and confession can happen horizontally with people around us, people we trust, people who are spiritual advisors. Confession doesn't have to be limited to personal times in prayer. It's a great practice as in small groups or in accountability groups. So, so spend two to three minutes silently reflecting on the ways, uh, your ways, your thoughts, your actions that may have been displeasing to God. And then pray Psalm 139 and invite the Spirit to point out different defects, different sins in your life and in my life. Enter into a five or ten minutes time of kind of corporate prayer. Begin the prayer by acknowledging the corporate sins. Pray for the people all around you. Pray for the church. Pray for our nation. Confess that we've fallen. Confess that we've gone our own way. And then close your prayer of confession by speaking aloud this pronouncement from Numbers 14. God, slow to get angry and huge in loyal love, forgiving iniquity and rebellion and sin, still never just whitewashing sin, but extending the fallout of parents' sins to their children, to the third and even the fourth generation. Please forgive the wrongdoing of this people out of the extravagance of your loyal love, just as all along from the time they left Egypt, you have been forgiving your people. Confession, an opportunity to say to God, here I am such as I am. If there's anything in my life that is keeping me from an up-to-date relationship with you, God, would you help me to remove it? And then ACT, Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians says like this, be cheerful no matter what, pray all time, thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong to Christ Jesus, those who belong to Christ Jesus to live. Hear that again? Be cheerful no matter what, pray at all times, thank God no matter what happens. Have you ever been in a situation and you're thanking God? I'm reminded of Job, 
who's gone through hell on earth. His kids have died. All his resources, his money is gone. His body is messed up with sores. And he wants to die. And Job has, Job has a lot of questions. And he has a lot of things going on in his mind. But, but at, the end of, at the end of it all, he just, he just bows and, and prays in adoration and thanksgiving to God. The question is, can we do that? Can, can we thank God in all circumstances? Can we realize that, that God is the God who knows everything, that God has our best interests in mind, that God allows some things in our lives to build character in our lives? So can we thank God? Prayers of thanksgiving are often reserved for times of obvious blessing or something like that, but, but what about thanking God in a painful situation? The passage I just read reminds us that in all circumstances, the good and the bad and the ugly, we should be thanking God. Because here's what I've discovered. The people who don't belong, they'll thank God when something good is going on. The people who don't know God, they'll, they'll thank something that they're higher power. They'll thank something when, when good things are going on. But what happens when the bad comes? What happens when the tough stuff comes in our life? The difference between belongers and non-belongers is we thank God in the tough stuff. We thank God when, when things aren't going as good as we would want them to go because we know that God is working all things. God is working all things. God is working in all things. That God is the God who takes all things and works them together for good of those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. God is working in all things. And, and maybe you're going through a really tough situation today. And, and maybe it just seems like the bottom has fallen out of your world. I, I would encourage you in, the, in that process to, to bow down and to thank God and, and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you're carrying me. But I'm going to thank you and thank that you're going to work this out in my life, that, you're, that you are involved in this, that you know what's going on, that this has not escaped you, that, that you don't have blinders on, that you're not sitting on your hands, but you're large and in charge, and you care about me. You care about me. You're concerned about my situation. You're the God who carries me in the tough times. You're the God who weeps with me. You're the God that rejoices with me. You're the God that sticks by my side. You're the God that said weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's the God that we serve. So, so spend five to ten minutes just, just sharing with God things that you're thankful for. R write, it, write it in a journal. Type it into your phone. Say it out loud if you're in a group of people. Include specific instances where God has been faithful. And then spend a few minutes identifying and, and summarizing maybe a trial or, or some tough thing that you're going through. Pray for the situations. And then thank God for how he's going to move in the situation. And then, and then just speak to God of, of understanding that, uh, that he's a good God. Romans 8.31 says it like this. So what do you think? 
with God on our side like this, who can, how can we lose if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son? Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare point the finger? Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way, no trouble, no hard times, no hatred, no hunger, no homelessness, no bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in the scripture. None of this phases us because of Jesus' loves for us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high, low, thinkable, unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. And so what that means is that in our lives, where the sun will shine and the rain will fall, that God's at work in everything. And here's the deal. Nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. That's the reason why you can pray in thanksgiving, because nothing will be able to separate you. And then last but not least, supplication. Supplication is, is another way of saying, take your request to God. It's the give us. Give us what we need you may feel like asking God for specific things or, or you may feel like saying, God, I, I need this or I need that. God cares about your needs. God cares. Jesus says to the disciples, absolutely everything ranging from small to large as you make it a part of your believing prayer gets included as you lay hands, as you lay hold of God. God cares about the small stuff, the big stuff, and everything in between. You might say, well, well James, uh, this is going on, and compared to all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, and COVID and everything else is going on, I can't, I can't imagine that God cares about this. I want to say to you, he does. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about the stuff that some people might consider to be insignificant. God cares, and, and, and we take it to him, not because he doesn't already know it. We take it to him because it does something in us. When we take, in, we take our knees before the Father, it does something in us. As Matthew 7 says, if, if you, if as bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing, you're at least decent to your own children. So don't you think that God who conceived you in love would be even better? And so we take it to God and, and we uh, take those needs to God and say, God, your will be done. But here it is. So, so begin this time of supplication prayer by asking God to align your prayers with God's will. Remember in the beginning where we say your will be done? Uh, 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 you might say something like this, God, I acknowledge that you have a perspective on my needs that I don't understand and I can't see. So, so, Father, I pray that your spirit would bring my will in alignment with your will, that you would bring those two things together. 
So, so take some time and get your phone out or your notepad or whatever the case might be and, and write three requests on behalf of uh, maybe a specific person where you're praying for someone else. Write three requests on that, that are personal requests and, and then write three requests that are maybe communal requests. One of the ways that I, I like to use this ACT acronym is to, is to type into my phone uh, notes, uh, 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 notes on each, each word, each letter, right? So adoration, and then find a, a Bible verse that goes with adoration and begin to kind of write things that, down that I adore God about, and, and then uh, confession, and, and find a scripture for confession, and then begin to confess, you know, like if, I, if I've been rude and, and, and been a jerk to Rose or to Jay, and, and God reminds me of that, and, and I got to write it down, right? See, it's one thing to kind of say it, but when it stares into your face, when you're seeing in front of your face, you got to deal with it, right? And so I write it down. Down and I got to deal with it. And I got to say, God, would you help me so that I don't act like a jerk and I'm rude again, right? And, and, and God begins, as you begin to write that stuff down, he begins to do something. And then Thanksgiving, a scripture on Thanksgiving, and what I'm thankful for, and then supplication. And I just write those things. And then we end our, we end our time with amen, which means so let it be done so let it be done. And so we start with your will be done. We start with God in charge, and then we end with God in charge. And all the rest of it, we're saying, God, you're in charge. And so if we don't get what we want, if we don't get what we ask for, we say, God, that's all right because you're in charge. Can I encourage you today? Can I encourage you today? That if, if you haven't begun this journey on prayer, and I'm not talking about now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I'm not talking about fire insurance. I'm talking about an intimate, an intimate conversation with God. Where, where you and God are intimate in your conversation and God is whispering in your ear. And sometimes you don't even have to talk. Because you're just having a, communi- a, a, a conversation in silence. Prayer is heavy lifting. And if you're going to become more like Jesus, if you're going to be transformed into his image, and that's what our goal is as belongers, to be transformed into the image of God, then you begin to say, God, here I am. And God will begin to point some stuff out and share some stuff and and, and you'll be surprised what he'll do in your journey as you, as you say, God, you're in charge, and then amen in everything in between. So here's the challenge this week. Here's a challenge this week. Monday to Friday, would you take that pattern of prayer? Give us, forgive us, lead us, deliver us. You're in charge. Amen. Would you take that pattern prayer? Would you take the acronym ACTS? You know, would you take that adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication? Would you pray that this week? Would you write it down? Would you pray it? That's the challenge. And I, and I believe if you will do that, that God will begin to open up the floodgates of this, this prayer relationship with him. And you'll see some stuff begin to happen in your life that you've never seen before because you have not tried to check off a box. 
but you're in this organic, intimate prayer relationship with God. See, I believe that one day we'll get to heaven, we'll get into the presence of God, and we'll realize all that our prayer, all that our prayer did on earth. We'll be amazed at how God used, how God used the prayers and God, how God answered the prayers even though we did not see. Your petitions for people, your prayers for loved ones, your prayers for the church. See, I, I, I'm a firm belief that all of us are here today as belongers who are here because someone was praying for us. Someone was interceding for us. I know I'm here. I'm a product of prayer. People were praying for me. I've, I've had the opportunity to keep in touch with people who were, who were early in my journey. And I remember David Bowen, who was a pastor when I was growing up, and his wife, Reba, who was kind of like the youth pastor. And, they, and I still talk to them today. And they'll talk about, oh, James, we prayed for you. And I'll say, I wasn't that bad. They say, yeah, you were. <laughs> you were that bad. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed for you. Who are you praying for? How's your prayer life going? Prayer is heavy lifting. Would you pray with me today? Father God, thank you so much that you're the God who's large and in charge. Thank you so much that you're the God who wants to be in relationship with us, who, who wants to have this 24-7 this conversation with us who wants us to, to say, give us and forgive us and lead us and deliver us. So, Father, if we were honest today, some of us would say that that prayer thing is not going very well. And we check off the box and everything like that, but it's not going very well. And, Father, I just believe that you want to do in us more than we want to do. And so, Father, would you help us today? Maybe today we just... We're going to end this with adoration, thanking you for what you've done. Or maybe today we just need to confess and say, God, the prayer thing hasn't gone well. I, I, I'm kind of living out of my emptiness and not out of the fullness of your presence, not in, out of an intimate relationship with you. Help me. Maybe today your prayer is about praying for someone else. Maybe someone else in your life, maybe a kid, a parent, a relative, a friend doesn't know, isn't a belonger, doesn't know Jesus, and maybe you just kind of, your supplication is all about praying that that person would come to a eternal, life-changing, transforming relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever you are today, God wants to meet you. Maybe today you're, you're just kind of totally wrecked because you've lost a loved one. Death has visited your family. And you're just holding on. You're just holding on to hope. God knows that. God hears that. God is a God who is with us even in those very difficult days when we walk through the very valley of the shadow of death. And his, his word for us is we need not fear any evil. So Father, would you help us today? Maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God. And you would pray a prayer simply like this. God, I, 
I don't know what to pray, but I thank you that you are the God who prays for me. Maybe you can pray a prayer like this. God, I, I come to you today. I confess that I've blown it. I've, I've messed up. I've done my own thing. I pray that you would forgive me, that you would come and live inside my life and lead me, deliver me from myself and from the enemy, and help me today, Father. Maybe you're a belonger here and you're just checking off boxes and you want to have a real, a real prayer relationship with God. The good news is he wants to have that relationship with you. So today... We say, here I am, Father, I surrender. I give it to you. Help me. Fill me with your presence afresh and anew. And help me have a real prayer relationship with you. Father, for all that you're doing in this day, in these days, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Remember, prayer is heavy lifting. Thank you, Pastor James. What an awesome, awesome word. Uh, just the power of prayer. I know I've experienced it personally uh, in my life. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, take the tools and take the, uh, the different components of prayer and just really put them into practice and just watch how God moves and how your intimacy with him uh, just increases. Uh, if you're a guest with us, welcome. We hope that you uh, really felt welcome and you really felt a part uh, of this community. We want to encourage you, if you are a guest, uh, just pull out your phone. Uh, and you can actually just scan that QR code on the screen. It'll take you right to a page uh, that has all the information that you could possibly want to know about the church. And it has uh, a connection card there. And so you can just fill out some information. If for some reason you can't get the QR code to work on your phone, super simple, salemfields.com slash guest. Uh, and again, there's a connection card there. We hope that you'll fill that out. Uh, just give us a little bit of information so we can just uh, get to know you uh, and just really uh, connect with you uh, so that you can really uh, find out ways to just be a part of what God is doing here at Salem Fields. And uh, also, we, uh, one of the ways that we worship God here is just through our generosity, through giving to God the first fruits of what he's given to us. Um, and this is really just what uh, helps keep this ministry going so that we can uh, share the good news of Jesus with our community and all throughout the world. Uh, for everything that you give, it goes all throughout the world. And so we're doing ministry in places like Nigeria and, and helping in India. And, um, you know, Pastor James also has some exciting stuff uh, to talk about where God is leading us uh, through into the future. And so I really want to talk to you guys about that. And that's coming up. It is on our state of the church Sunday. Uh, it's going to be coming up May 2nd. And Pastor James is, yeah, we're going to celebrate the past, but he has such a vision from God for the future. And so he's going to share that with us. Uh, it is going to be an amazing, amazing Sunday. So you want to definitely be a part of that. Uh, also coming up on that Sunday, we are going to be having our leadership board elections. Uh, and so if you are a member here, you get to vote in the leadership board who really helps to facilitate uh, that vision and really uh, helps to, to carry everything that this church does forward. And so uh, those elections, though, are actually going to take place for the very first time online. Uh, so we want to encourage you, if you have an, a new email 
and you're a member or you uh, haven't ever provided us with an email as a member, we want to encourage you to update that. You can update that again at salemfields.com connect. Fill out that connection card. Uh, and so that way we can make sure that you get because you need that secure code. And so we want to be able to provide that with you. So definitely let us know uh, your email if you haven't already. And then we also want to be able to celebrate uh, another thing that God is doing. We have had some people uh, being born into this community uh, as children. And so we want to be able to have an opportunity for them to be dedicated. You know, we have done celebration services in the past. And so with COVID, you know, those plans have kind of got adjusted. But we wanted to make sure that families have opportunities to dedicate their children. So if you are interested, you can sign up at SalemFields.com slash dedicate. Um, And that's going to be coming up on the weekend of May 23rd. We're going to be doing that at the 11 a.m. service. And so I really want to encourage you guys uh, to be a part of that if you would love to have your child dedicated. And I think there's one more announcement that I'm supposed to be making somewhere. Oh, there it is. Come on up here, Rich. You're not getting away. I am so, getting away. So uh, the Brisbane. Don't make me uh, Thank you for that wonderful entry music. The Brisbane Bustle and Bolt 5K is just one month away. And as you can see, I am already. I don't know if you are. But I know I've had a bunch of people that have been interested in signing up for that. Um, Please do. Uh, That way we can get an accurate count for all the T-shirts and race numbers and medals and all that kind of stuff. And um, this is open to walkers, runners. You can do so virtually. So if you're worshiping with us from Annapolis, Maryland, if you're in Indianapolis, if you're in Florida, you can run or walk with us from wherever you are. And 100%. 100% of all the proceeds from this is going to go to the Brisbane Center, which is for homeless families in our area. And that's just due to um, some generous sponsors that we've had that have really, really chipped in. So um, we want to get a lot of Salem Fielders involved. We have a lot of community members actually signed up already. Not a lot of Salem Fielders. So um, as an extra incentive, Rich, get this. We are going to make up stickers that say on them, I be Pastor James. Sign me up. So he is going to be walking this, and you can probably walk faster or run faster than him. So um, if you can't run or walk for whatever reason, I'm going to invite you to serve. Um, it's a great way to, be, to serve, to be active. I know Pastor Kelly hurt his knee recently. He's going to be pressing buttons at the finish line. So there's something for everybody to do on the race that morning. And we have a little table that's set up out in the lobby if you're interested in signing up. Or also there's a QR code that you can easily scan, get yourself registered, and uh, get everybody out there. So kids can, are also welcome. We have a one-mile kids run as well. So are you going to do it, Rich? I am. I will probably walk it. Okay. Are you going to beat Pastor James? I'm going to beat Pastor James. I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat him. Okay. Because he likes to brag a little too much around this office. Let me tell you that. Yeah. So come on out to that. Isn't that right, Rose? Yeah. He likes to brag a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She's looking away. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys. Definitely check out that table. It's going to such a great cause. You know, Brisbane Center is just uh, an amazing thing. We have a great partnership with them. And so, uh, again, just be a part of it any way that you can, serving, running, walking. It's going to be a great time. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. 
God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Take well, we uh, appreciate uh, you attending that worship service with us today. We hope that you were able to take um, something that uh, Pastor James shared today and that we can apply it to our lives. So it's just not something we heard today, but that we can live out and carry on uh, as we continue to be CrossFit in our lives. And, um, you know, we're excited about those. If you want to uh, learn more about the sermon and what happened and uh, different questions that might come up uh, and how to connect with that, you can be part of our Deeper Dive. It takes place on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on our Facebook um, page there. And uh, those uh, happen every uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2 p.m. And those are there for you to uh, kind of hear some of the different questions that come in about today's sermon. Uh, Pastor Kelly and Pastor James will be there to connect you with that. Um, we would love to make sure that you're connecting with us. If you want to be part of a small group, a digital small group or in-person, uh, virtual, however you want to be it, and you want to connect with the other people here at Salem Fields, small groups is the best way to do it. Just email me at smallgroups at salemfields.com and we'll make sure you get connected to that. Um, again, we're so excited that you uh, decided to join us today. Um, you know, for those that, uh, uh, that have been faithfully giving through your tithes and offerings to Salem Fields, we say thankful, uh, so thankful for you and uh, your gifts because uh, that allows us to continue to worship here um, online and, and to minister around the world. Um, if you wanted to be a uh, Give today, make sure you can just go to our the tab, give tab at the top of your screen. And um, you can also go to salemfields.com slash give. Again, we hope you have a great week. We can't wait to connect with you again next week. And um, if uh, you can remember every Sunday, 1015, our um, live Zoom lobby time. We're excited and we'll talk to you soon and see you soon. God bless.